The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We are almost into July, and we're grading next week's two-star pitchers and looking at free agent pickups here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. Hope you're doing as well as you can be today in light of everything going on in the world. But uh, hopefully, we can provide a little reprieve and you know just hang out, talk some baseball for a little bit. Uh, Todd, how are you today? I'm fine. You know, again within within the circumstances, I am fine. So um, you know, we're here to do our job. Um, so, you know, I, I, uh, I'm wearing the only garment that I have that to show, I know it's a different issue, but to show a little support to the female, the ladies out there. So anyway, I respect that, man. And I'm right there with them. It's a hard day in our country here in the States, but, uh, let's look at, let's talk some baseball. Let's get our mind off that for a little bit. And, uh, we had some tough news earlier today in regards to Sal Perez. It sounds like they're expecting him back this season. But Salvador Perez is going on the IL with a, I think a thumb fracture. Show. So this could cost him uh, quite a bit of time and tough break if you spend a third round pick or maybe even late second in a 15. I don't know, but a tough break if you lost Sal Perez. Yeah, I mean, he wants to come back, no doubt. That's the kind of player he is. But, you know, it, it comes a time that, you know, Kansas City may just shut him down, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. But yeah, no, um, you know, the, the, the question of the year that we're asking any time this happens and some years we don't have to ask it because it's not as clear, but you see a drop for you in a 12 and a 15. <sighs> Man, uh, that's so tough. So the official diagnosis, UCL ligaments or ulnar collateral ligament in his left thumb. So that's what he's going to have surgery to repair. I think because he clears the bar at catcher and two catcher leagues, I think I'd hold on to him. But that's what I said about, you know, Albies and Bueller. And then this week I cut Bueller. So I get that it's team dependent and you may have to make that tough move. I think you, I think you have to cut him. Uh, well, I, we've got August 1st. So I suppose we'll undergo surgery. So maybe, maybe there'll be a little more information after he has the surgery. So maybe you don't cut him yet. Maybe you wait until the surgery, and if there's any kind of clear timetable, 
but I don't think you can hold on to a guy that isn't going to be back until September, regardless who he is, because who's to say what he does in September? Mm-hmm. So I would I would look to upgrade my catcher in any way. I'm not really sure at this point who might be out there. Uh, Francisco Mejia is getting more playing time with, with Zunino out. He's an option. If Christian Betancourt hasn't been picked up yet, which he probably has, William Contreras, uh, I'm not I'm not 100% positive who might be out there. Uh, maybe maybe Mitch Garver or Carson Kelly were released from their teams. And I know neither of them are hitting well right now, but maybe they will. Maybe they're worth picking up um, as a couple of guys who were already released and now just came back this week. And so I guess there could be options out there, but reserves are just too valuable. Yeah, those are some good names to throw out there. And I one mean, league it, where I lost uh, Molina, I picked up Eric Haas, and I'm kind of wondering if I should just have taken a zero. Are you going to add it, something there? Well, other than – well, I guess is that you spent – you kind of already have been dinged by your second or third <laughs> round pick on, on Perez. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, hitting 211 with 11 homers, you know, so – <clears throat> and it's I mean it doesn't I mean it doesn't make dropping him any easier but I mean yeah I think uh to me and I, I'm waiting until I hear the news and then maybe I don't drop him until I have to but I'm not I'm not waiting I can't imagine waiting till September well the corresponding move for Perez was Edward Olivares returning from his rehab assignment yeah, yeah. still holding out hope for for Olivares turning it into something uh, he's been, yeah, he's, I mean, it's no longer a one man bandwagon. Not that I was the one man bandwagon for, for Olivares. A lot of people are on his, uh, on his, uh, on, on, you know, free, free, free Olivares last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are picking him up every week in the FS, uh, FSGA, geez, in the NFBC. We talked mm-hmm. to Greg Ambrosius last Tom, Tom Kessenek on our Monday show with, with Jeff. Um, uh, we, you know, Jeff, Jeff and Tom and Greg will continue to talk. I think I have, one one more Monday that I get to talk to him, which is you know it is what it is. Anyway, keep talking to you folks though. Lucky you. Yeah, and the um, MLB Network. Right yeah, now. exactly. So the point being, well, not the point. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, every week they talk about Olivares being picked up in a couple of leagues, so people are already uh, preparing for his return. So what? MJ Melendez plays more catcher, which clears up you know summit bats for Olivares who probably deserves at bats on his own. Um, you know, it's still, it's still when Vinny P comes up, right? Yeah. I was kind of thinking maybe that would clear the way for him, but uh, Pasquantino still, still down in the minors. You can call um, him Pasquantino. I'll call him Vinny P. Vinny P. I love, I miss, I mispronounce enough names. <laughs> well, I expected him to be up a while ago, but uh, not having a 40-man spot kind of pre- presented more of a barrier than I yeah, can understand. Yeah, the Royals have just got so many players they need to protect. Oh, yeah. you, you got to <laughs> evaluate so many of those. Yeah, I mean, players. Ryan O'Hearn is just so valuable. <laughs> yeah, it's it's getting pretty frustrating, especially when, like, O'Neal Cruz is up. Like, I, the Super 2 date has to have passed, right? I, the the air quote, yeah, because, as you know, it's – until everybody gets called up and they can figure out the percentage and et cetera, it's an estimate, but yes, they have estimated that it has passed. Okay. Yeah. It is really cool to see O'Neill Cruz up, but yeah, if the pirates can bring up O'Neill Cruz, come on Royals, what are you waiting on? But I told James, I was wearing out the replay button on that O'Neill Cruz, like 90 some mile per hour throw. 
Oh, that was just insane, man. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it wasn't even like a great diving stop or anything. It was just the throw. It was such a and laser. It, and it didn't look, you know, it wasn't like a max effort, right? It was just, yeah. it just the ball just comes out. I mean, it. I, I could never throw. I mean, I would throw. I, you know, this is so stupid. You know, playing softball, whatever. I didn't have a stride, an accurate arm. I could get the job done, but I, you know, the mechanics of why some body shapes and sizes can to can sling a ball and, and some can you know more more heave it. It just blows, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that just, the ball just comes out of his hand hot. Yeah, that's very true. Now, we're going hopefully... we to pause for the people laughing about me playing softball. <laughs> I was pausing briefly just because the computer had, uh, <laughs> I was getting the spinny thing. Ah. But, uh, I've, got, talk... I've, had this, I've had the spins. Oh, me too. Not so much since I quit drinking, but, uh. Mo- the, the worst spins I ever had was the one time I ever did um, chew. Ooh, oh, you I know, can... I had a disastrous oh. uh, experience the first time I tried chew as well. The only, the time. only time. Yeah, the only same time. here. <laughs> yeah. Same here. I think I... Yeah, there was no second. <laughs> same here. Well, let's talk a little bit about the pickups from last night. I know that you're not in this particular league, Todd, but uh, some staff league pickups. Tanner Scott. Pretty much the only closer available in this league. So he went for 11 he, out of 100. What, what, five or six saves this month? Yeah. So seems to have wrestled that job away. He seemed to have cemented the job, and whether he gets traded or not remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, he's he's, act, he's solidified the, the – I mean, he's emerged from the Marlins bullpen with five or six saves this month. I picked up Isak Paredes. I heard the announcers calling him that. I was like, no, I can't be right. Then I went to his baseball reference page. Indeed, it is – uh, pronounced Isak Paredes and uh, picked him up for two. I'm disappointed though. Now I'm seeing our confirmed lineup at Rotowire. Wouldn't you know it? Paredes isn't in the lineup today. So at least they're giving Jonathan Aranda his first start. Aranda has been up for three days and still hasn't appeared in a game yet. So he'll be making his debut, but I, I was hoping that after four homers in a span of four plate appearances earlier this week, that Paredes would be pretty well locked in, but. Not yeah, in there today. He's an interesting, interesting pickup. I, I've liked him for AL only. And, you know, again, now that maybe, as you suggest, you're not expecting four homers, but a hot streak, if nothing else, often leads to more playing time, mm-hmm. which to me is the more important, air quote, metric to worry about. Totally, man. Yeah, I a lot of moving pieces. I just I thought I could, uh, thought he'd be an upgrade over, because we do two UTs. Yeah. And I was yeah. doing like, yeah, still riding like Scope, who I picked up a while back. Hasn't worked out. Now, this is a guy that I really don't know much about, but I was looking at his baseball reference page earlier today, mostly to see how to pronounce his name. Bly Madris. Madris. Bly Madris. I uh, was picked up for two. So he's playing a lot for Pittsburgh and not really a guy I know much about. But, um, you know, he's kind of got lost in the shuffle with O'Neill Cruz, but he's he's playing quite a bit. Yeah, I had a check with Jeff, Jeff Erickson. I thought that was the name of a uh, European soccer team. But um, yeah, Madrid United or something. Um, yeah, um, yeah, number scouting him, how to project him, et cetera. Uh, you know, okay, okay prospect, but we've had prospects that are just okay pop. So never know. It's good to see Pittsburgh giving, you know, people like, like O'Neill Cruz, et cetera, a chance. Um, like I said, for the first time in a while, you may not like the plan. You may not think they have great parts, but I think Pittsburgh is executing a plan, which is different for them. Yeah, it does seem like finally they 
they have some sort of plan going. Uh, so he was a two dollar ad. Zach Davies was picked up for two. I think that kind of speaks to just how starting pitching is right now. Pretty tough, and yeah, he's had a few bright spots, but it is no, Zach no, Davies. No interest. Yeah, I mean, uh, too risky with the strikeouts, lack of. I mean, you, this is totally, totally off off topic. So you, you mentioned the Tampa starting lineup. So I took a quick look at it. I know it's. Uh, I know there are a lot of lefties, but they're not very good lefties. I'm. I'm going to have to rush to get a DFS lineup and start Mitch Keller tonight. Mm, yeah, probably like under two percent owned Mitch Keller. Yeah, we got Josh Lowe cleanup, Luke Rayleigh in left field, and then Aranda and Brett Phillips. I know they're lefties, but just because it's a lefty-righty matchup doesn't mean it's good. Yeah, I texted Jason Collette right before we started this pod. Like, man, they couldn't find a spot for for uh, Paredes in this lineup. Come on, man, that's just. I'm bitter. Yeah, lo- loading up, loading up. Well, loading up lefties against Mitch Keller. Anyway, yeah, that's like back, back maybe to getting a little league. too cute with the platooning. But anyway, uh, Zach Davies for two. I picked up Keegan Thompson for two. I was pretty pumped about that. I did drop Walker Bueller. Held on to him last week despite the news, but uh, kind of got far enough away from it to let the pain settle in. And then I made the what I feel is probably the level-headed call to drop Bueller. And Thompson, great start earlier this week. If you streamed him for that start, great work. Uh, good start last week too. So Keegan Thompson showing yeah, need, showing us something. I need to do a little little bit more of a dive into into Thompson because you know I I just we didn't see a whole lot, but a lot of smart people, yourself included, he was picked up in our recent XFL draft. Our 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 it's more of a futures play, but as you suggest, he's had a couple of good starts lately. So. I need to open my eyes to Keegan Thompson. Yeah, I I picked him up in Tout Wars last weekend, and then, yeah, here. But last week in Tout Wars, it was mostly just because of pitching uh, points, how the points are distributed on the pitching side in that points format. Uh, But looking like a roto ad now, at least, you know, showing flashes of something. So in today's game, you have to kind of pounce when you see any sort of signs of life. Do you agree that Bueller's a drop? Yeah. 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 Um, we had a, the, a recent Tout Wars question where the five, let me see if I remember the five players Fernando Tatis, Walker Bueller, Juan Segura, um, Ozzy Albies, and the fifth is escaping me. But we basically said if you're in the NFPC, TGFBI, et cetera, are you dropping any or all of these players? And everybody was a drop with half the people saying they'd hold on to Tatis. So yeah, uh, Bueller Bueller is a drop for me at this point. Uh, Ferdy Peralta was the fifth, right? Yeah, uh, you know, so. it, it happened after Mookie Betts got hurt. He may have been an interesting Salvador Perez. I mean, I could re-ask the question with these guys, but I'll come up with another question. But yeah, no, these 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 guys are all dropping me. And the thing with Tatis is, at least in theory, if you drafted him, you should have gone into the season kind of relegating yourself to six reserves, knowing that's what you had, right? And um and 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 design your team accordingly with I don't know uh, multiple position eligibility a safe closer some you know less of a reason to need a reserve if you didn't that's on you but at least you should have if you drafted Tatis gone into the season uh, knowing this could be a, a strong possibility. Zach Greinke picked up for a buck again. I think people are just kind of scrambling for starters here this week. Yeah, uh, Joey Wendell, the zero dollar ad. I'm kind of wondering what his role is going to be exactly because Birdie's been playing so well. Uh, Dean Kramer picked up Josh Lowe, Miguel Vargas. Kind of, you know, I think that's kind of a stash, but 
Um, one of the better players in the league picked him up. I mean, that's more of a speculative pickup because with again with 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 uh, with um, bets out, hmm. there's some maneuverability. Now, I think Vargas probably already would have come up, but if if what if what Los Angeles has now doesn't get it done, I could see that. So, or maybe it was just in the head is like, hey, Vargas may come up. And sometimes you get that thing in your head and you put the bid in and you know, you don't reconsider that, you know, but anyway, I, I think that the, I think it's in between a stash and hope that something soon happens. And the corresponding drop there was Anthony Rendon. So I imagine this manager just said, you know, he had a drop. So yeah, well, there you go. Who, who am I going to add for zero? Well, Miguel Vargas could pan out. Uh, Luis Patino picked up also $0 add Daniel Hudson and, you know, Craig Kimbrell suddenly on kind of shaky ground. I know they're sticking by him. And, you know, you don't want to pull the plug on that guy because how bad he's been in non-closing situations. But uh, you got to think, you know, that the leash is starting to shorten up a little bit. Kimbrell always seems to go through this a stretch like this. True. And a lot of times it's unwarranted in that he just got, ran into some bad luck or walked a couple people and then happened to give up a home run as opposed to walking a couple of people and striking the next guy out. You never want to walk people, of course. Uh, so I do anticipate Kimbrell working his way through. But in this, in this, you know, what have you done for me lately? If he's removed from the role for two weeks, Hudson can get, you know, four saves in those two weeks. So I, I, I understand the move, but I'm not, I'm not driving the, the Craig, Craig Kimbrell's on thin ice bandwagon. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's on thin ice yet, but I do think maybe he's starting to, you know, maybe you you cut the leash like. Uh, real, yeah, uh, I mean, real quick on Vargas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, real quick on Vargas. Trace Thompson is given the first shot to sort of be the fill-in, and he's doing things like hitting homers. So that that may be delaying uh, Vargas's shot at the bigs. Um, Trace Thompson is Trace Thompson. I don't need 31 year, 31 year old journeyman. I don't anticipate, uh, you know, if he, if he struggles and all he did was hit that one Homer, well, all, you know, that one Homer, he hit a Homer. Um, yeah. So we could see he had a double the day before actually he hit, this is so stupid. He hit a, a, a double with men on first and second into the right field corner and scoring both runs. And the person on the TV said, if the bases were empty, that was a triple. And I didn't, I'm still trying to figure out what, I, I, I'm guessing he misspoke and he didn't really mean that. He was trying to make another point. But for the life of me, could not figure out wh- wh- why isn't that, why would that be a triple if the bases were empty? <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, sometimes I just hear some things that I try to process and I just give up well, on because just there's no point in Well, uh, sometimes I, uh, I know a lot of times I say things that other people try to process. And, and get, so I'm not. I'm not really making a joke. I'm being serious. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I found. Me too. There's no delete key on this microphone. There's a, <laughs> a cough key, and there's a the sirens coming. Zola, mute yourself key. But there is no. You're saying something dumb. Um, you know, erase it and say something smart key. Yeah, when you've done this long enough, <laughs> not that I've even done this like all that long, but uh, you definitely learn from experience that. You know, you learn to give these guys a little bit of leeway because yeah, yeah, you're going to say something stupid too if you've done yeah. this long enough. A Domingo Herman. Oh, by the way, I just want to say, you know, back to the Dodgers bullpen real quick. I like Daniel Hudson. I think he's a nice little spec, but I may throw like a one dollar out of a thousand on Bruce Star Gratterall too, because you know Hudson. 
is good. And he's got some saves lately, but there's always a chance they want to keep him in that fireman sort of role or sort of flexible role. And then maybe they give Gratterall a look with his uh, easy gas. And over his last, well, since May 7th, he has a 0-9-3 whip. K's still haven't really shown up, but just four walks in his last 22 and a third innings. And so Gratterall is really kind of finding himself at the big league level. You know, selected out, selected endpoints alert. But, you know, he's got 11 Ks in his last 11 and a third. He's got five Ks in his last three and two thirds. So they're getting there. And again, I would probably say, you know, in terms of priorities, I'd probably have Hudson a little bit ahead if you're looking to speculate yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. But uh, I don't mind Gratterall as a really cheap, cheap guy this week. Domingo Herman, I mentioned he's coming back, but I don't really see a spot for him in that road. Yankees rotation, so a little skeptical on that. Then Paulo Espino. Anything else you want to mention, Todd, before we get into two-star pitchers? Uh, other than the little thing that I added to the two-star pitchers, it's kind of a neat – it's it's working out to be kind of a neat thing where I, I give the, um, the roster uh, numbers based on NFC leagues, and the last week it identified Kyle Freeland as someone to go after – um, I just, I think it's kind of a neat little addition to our, to our two start rankings. So anyway. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. And how did the uh, first uh, Kyle Freeland start go? I didn't really see. You, wait, you didn't, you didn't lock, chain yourself to a seat for the Kyle Freeland day. Seven <laughs> innings. Only, I think he only had five strikeouts. I mean, it went fine. Didn't walk anybody. Uh, seven hits. Uh, Colorado did not score many runs or I think it was tied. So I wanted more strikeouts because part of the reason is Miami leads the league in strikeouts against Southpaws, and I was hoping that they get some runs off of Braxton Garrett, but Garrett kind of shoved too. Um, and I think, yeah, Birdie stole – you know what Birdie did? In, he didn't steal in the previous game. He stole third, which is, you know, like you need him to steal more bases. And he did the delayed steal, which I love, right? He uh, didn't take off – initially he kind of – kind of waited, took a couple of got a little bit of a running league to kind of catch the catcher off guard. So this is the guy leading the league in steals has now added stealing third and the delayed steal to his repertoire. Yeah. Just to have been a <laughs> roto cheat code that guy. Oh, it's been this great. Month. It's been yeah. crazy. Well, before we get to two star pitchers, we have to take care of a little bit of business. So uh, bear with us and we will be back after these quick words from our blue wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big Papa Pump is your hookup. Holler if you hear me. Welcome back to Rotowire Fantasy, uh, Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clearly, here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zoll. Just had to get that little Scott Steiner reference in there with giving the sirens. But let's get into the two star pitchers for the week of June 27th, 2022, almost July. Pretty wild. It's going to be a. Uh, you know, football is going to be in full swing everywhere pretty soon, but we're going to continue our focus on baseball here at Rotowire. We'll c- continue to have everything throughout the year, and hopefully you can bring home a fantasy championship. Two off days for the Diamondbacks, so no two-star pitchers for them, but then the Atlanta Braves, Charlie Morton at Philadelphia, at Cincy. A couple tough I, parks to pitch in. Um, oh, You know what? It may help if I call up next week's games. That would probably be better for this for the sake of the next 30 minutes of discussion if I called up next week's games. All right, they're called up. Nice. Yeah, I've done that plenty of times <laughs> where I have the wrong week selected. But yeah, go to custom start date on our projected <laughs> starters grid 627. Click show starters. Uh Morton, with these venues, I think I'm gonna give him a four, but uh I was shuffling around my top three hundred earlier this week, and I still have him as like a top. 80 overall player, I think. So, you know, as, as bad as he's been, I still have high hopes for Morton. And uh, I, well, he's been pitching pretty well lately. Yeah, yeah, lately he's turned it around. And, you know, you mentioned the venues. Um, Cincinnati's offense is still terrible. I don't right. care. How, you know, yeah. you still, you know, you know, it's one of those things. Um, high scoring teams will score a lot of runs in, in pitching venues, and cruddy offenses won't score in hitting venues. So, I'm not concerned about the venue anymore. Um, Two straight seven inning starts, struck out twenty in those fourteen innings. Twelve the game. He's what twenty? He's got forty strikeouts in his last four games. That's pretty good. You convince me. I'm bumping him up to five. What do you say? Um, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going five. Okay. Yeah. I. I. It's such a, like a balance between what have they done so far this year and what is the true baseline and. Uh, try not to overweight uh, what he's done to this it, point. It's not written yet. It's in my head. But that's kind of what, kind of what this upcoming Z files is going to be about. So, oh, anyway. awesome, man! Well, look forward to that. And your your new article, Todd's takes, uh, love seeing that too. So, thanks for all it's the great fun. That's been do, fun. Man. Yep, a good observations piece. Uh, Tyler Wells at Seattle at Minnesota. Man, I just. I don't know. I haven't really paid him much mind, but uh, I guess I have to a little bit because he's been he's got a one one zero whip over 64 and two thirds innings. Uh, only 40 K's though in those 64 and two thirds innings. So hard for me to trust, even with a couple decent matchups. I'm going to give him I'm going to give him a one just because like in a points league, maybe. Are you, you uh, going to give Wells? I'm going to go higher. Um, I'm going to go a, a, a bit higher. I think he's still kind of feeling himself out in the, in the starting role. Um, I don't love the matchups. I don't love being on the road. 
I'm going to go with a two, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the the top uh, pickups, you know, comparing where he lands on the list versus NFBC roster ship. I wouldn't be surprised if he's someone that is identified to pick up. Yeah, I could see him being picked up in a lot of leagues, but I, I like a little bit more K's, some more swing and miss. Yeah, I would too, but yeah, the two starts will help that. Leaves a lot up to variance and pretty volatile. But well, yeah, we'll see. I got him as a one, but I got you down as a two. Uh, Michael Walk has been fantastic. Six and one with a two, three, four ERA. But he's got to go to Toronto. And so that means he won't have his closer, by the way, uh, available to him. But uh, at Toronto, at Chicago for Waka. I'm a little scared of that first one, but with the way he's pitching, I'm going to give Waka a three. For what it's worth, he also won't have his current center fielder, Jaron Duran. Duran Duran is not uh, vaccinated. So I don't think Hernandez will be back. So it'll, he'll be missed. He's been a little bit of a spark. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go three. Uh, is, is what we're seeing real? There's some regression coming to Waka, but I think he has improved the skills or what he showed at the end of last season with the new pitch mix is carrying over, but I'm, I'm still going to go three. Tampa is tough. Just Toronto's just too tough. They are tough. Uh, it's been a nice ride. Hopefully he doesn't give too much of it back next week. Ooh, like here's your man. Yeah, Keegan Thompson. I was hoping actually that he was going to get two this week, but I'm seeing now on the Cubs <laughs> probable starters page that they have Matt Swarmer listed for Sunday. So I guess Thompson will be pushed uh, to next week versus Cincinnati versus Boston. So he'll be matched up opposite Waka. You know, t- he's tentatively lined up to be opposite Waka then next Sunday. So I'm going to give Thompson – I'm going to give him a three, I think. Now, he, he's got a 310 ERA. A lot of that came in the bullpen, though. But I mentioned his progress over his last two starts, so I'm going to give him a three. I kind of like him as a pickup if he's still out there. So you're saying that MLB has him this week not going to, or and we need to adjust? or I No, couldn't... for some reason I had – I think when I picked him up in Towers last week, I had him oh, okay. Okay. this oh, week. All right, okay, got it. But I guess he's – yeah, because yeah, uh, missing uh, Boston wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah. Um, on the Cubs page, it says Swarmer starting this Sunday. So it does look like Thompson will get two next week. Okay, got it. Um, I, 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 again, I need to do a little bit more work. I'm going to go two just because I, I need to do some off, do a little bit more work on him. But, um, you know, even though it's in Wrigley, the, the Red Sox start is still tough. Yeah, hopefully the uh, wind isn't blowing out like crazy in that game. Luis no, Castillo. No, 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 no. Hopefully it is. Oh, as a Red Sox <laughs> fan, of course, yeah. But if you're a Keegan, a-, a Keegan Thompson guy. Not a Keegan Aiken guy, but if you're a Keegan Thompson you know, guy. Like, Keegan, well, I, I know you're making a joke, but he's kind of looked really good in the relief. Oh, has he? Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't really kept tabs. Well, on Well, you're him. not reading my uh, my my Todd's takes yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I must have missed that one. <laughs> I've read uh, at least one, but um. So Luis Castillo, the Reds, he's he's been a little disappointing, but not terrible. At the Cubs versus Atlanta, I'm going to give him a three. He just hasn't pitched like you know a frontline guy yet. I think he's going to be close to that, but uh, from what I've seen with my own eyes, he just isn't quite back to being himself just yet. That's exactly what I thought when I watched him pitch as well. Is by the eyes, I mean when he's when he's in a groove, I mean he's just got this look. 
you know, and this man mannerisms. He's just so which, casual when he's gone, yeah, which he didn't really have. Uh, I'm going to go three, but I wouldn't be surprised if my numbers give him a four. So on to the surging Cleveland Guardians. Wow, they've been fantastic lately. Tristan McKenzie and Zach Plesac, and Plesac's been a reason for their success over the past few weeks. He's been on a roll. But it is still Zach Plesac, and the Ks are still are pretty underwhelming. McKenzie versus Minnesota versus the Yankees. Let me just look real quick at what McKenzie. He's he still not giving him a mic, around right? And He's not really giving him six, a mic. Uh, actually, if you look at Tristan McKenzie's. Oh, you know what? Yeah, it, was last, it was the last start. I'm, I'm yeah. getting. I'm, yeah, he was been set, uh, on a run of of um, six, six plus, and seven inning yeah. starts. Yeah, that's what it's it like. Is. He'd been six plus for like eight straight starts. Right. Yeah, that's that's where I had it. That it broke the streak. Right. Yeah, it did break that. So only four and third uh, the other day against the Minnesota Twins in Minnesota. He gets them at home early next week. Then again, at home against the Yankees. With those matchups. You know, the Yankees are just such a juggernaut. I'm going to give Tristan McKenzie a three. I'm going to give him a three as well. Yeah, now I'm remembering, too, because all but one of those starts was a quality start. And that was the one you know, of all plays. It was Baltimore. But anyway, so. Yeah, yeah magic no. touch there in Cleveland yeah. with their pitchers. Oh, what about yeah. Plesek? Are you buying in? I think we're seeing some of the skills that we thought we saw a couple of years ago coming to, coming out. I mean, he's not. He's not terrible. I mean, he's just on one of those Zach, you know, like Zach Davies. He's he's getting some batted ball luck. Um, this is the sort of thing that happens. But he's he's not a terrible pitcher. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go two with him. I don't I I don't think he's as good as McKenzie, um, or doesn't same, strike out same. as many batters. So I'm gonna go two um, with 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 the police act. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Just because. Yeah, as good of a run as he's on, he's still only averaging like 6.6 Ks per nine during yeah. this uh, five-star run. So, yeah, it could, uh, could be a bit of a regression week for Plesak. But uh, if you've enjoyed this wave, good on you. Chad Cool is going to be versus the Dodgers against well, former Rocky Tyler Anderson on Monday. Then he's uh, versus Arizona. So two home starts. Chad Cool's a zero. Yeah, as long, you can say two home starts. I don't care who he's playing. Ah, uh, it's a zero. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, Lucas Giolito's been pretty maddening oh, this year. Man, any idea what's going on? I, I, I need oh, to do a little bit of a look. And I, I in my in, in Todd's takes, I said for next Tuesday, I'll make a point of watching Monday's game so I have something to talk about. Um, you know, I joked on Twitter. I'm beginning to wonder if uh, Barrios and Giolito are the same person. Um, I mean, yeah, both just maddening. Yeah, maddening. maddening. And, and I, 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 hear, just, I mean, Giolito's velocity's down. I have not done the deep dive yet to understand why. It's just more of, you know, he's got a track record. Therefore, he'll, he'll bounce back. But at some point, you know, is that the case? Um, is he hurt, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, these are tough. These are at LA's tough. And in San Francisco, starting to get some of their pieces back could be tough. So, ugh, I mean, He's a five guy pitching like a one. Does that make him a three? I had him as a four, but you going three. <laughs> I I base a lot of it. I mean, enough of my analysis incorporates recent starts, and they have not been good. I will disagree with you a little bit that at LAA is scary. I mean, if you pitch 
kind of cautiously to Trout and Otani. That the rest of that lineup's pretty. Um, I think it's I think that's one of those lineups that you think that, but the numbers kind of show otherwise. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna look. I'll, I'm gonna look some up. So maybe that's against lefties and, and not righties. I don't know. But you know, go on and, and I'll I'll as we're talking. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, Taylor Ward, Jared Walsh, but then the back half of that expected order, at least uh, as we have it against right-handed pitching, uh, Duffy, Red Hefo, Stassi, Marsh. Marsh is playing a good defensive uh, game, but uh, Andrew Velasquez is not a team that I'm really all that scared of. If you can get around Otani and, and Trout, but I'm going to give Giolito a four, but I got you down as a three, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah we'll see what my numbers say when, when they come out. But yeah, right now I'm going to go three. Um, yeah. Definitely so, check out Todd's uh, weekly pitcher rankings closer to Sunday for a better idea where he has them. Um, but, yeah, I got you down as a three. And so two off days for the Tigers, no two-start starters for them. Then Luis Garcia, the Astros pitcher Luis Garcia, got to specify, at the Mets versus the Angels. You know, I think this is going to be the second five for me, along with Morton this week. Uh, yeah, Garcia, I mean, he's he's been fine but I wanted more than fine. Okay, here's what it is about the Angels that's in my head. Um, they they have a slightly above average Woba against righties, but they strike out a ton against righties. So for fantasy purposes, I don't mind taking a chance. Um, again, you know, uh, so so that that's kind of the difference. In, in, I don't know if it's the top lineup against uh, – yeah, so they strike out – yeah, they lead the league in strikeouts versus righties. But they're above average woba wise, and they're above average power wise, home run percent. So it's one of those you know matchup sort of things. The pitcher, what he does good, what he does bad. It's not an easy matchup, but it's not a hard. You know, depending on you know. Anyway, it's one of those things. So um, anyway, so moving on. Oh yeah, no good good points (laughs) there, and I get that Luis Garcia's uh, win loss record's been a little disappointing, but. uh, Times I've seen him recently, he's looked really good. So I just I, I had such high expectations. That, that's yeah, the unfair. Yeah. Maybe I had higher expectations. You say um, five you know. though for this week? Oh, absolutely. Or, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now every time I'm looking around on my waiver wire and sorting by recent weeks and looking at K's, Jonathan Heasley's been popping up, and you know he hasn't really pitched that poorly recently. I don't trust this Royals team with pitching development, and they're just a bad team generally. But versus Texas at Detroit, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to have Heasley on a couple lists. I'm going to give him a two. Yeah, no, I can, I can, I can go into that. So, you know, he, the latest, the last couple of outings have not been great, but the strikeouts to walks are there. A couple of home runs last time and one home than one before. So if you can keep the ball in the yard, you can get some work done. So I, I can see that for sure. Yeah, his last three starts, he's thrown 16 innings, Jonathan Heasley, 17 Ks, a 338 ERA, 0.88 whip. So showing a little something. You know, the home runs have been remained an issue during that stretch, but uh love those matchups versus Texas yeah. at Detroit. So yeah, I'm gonna probably at least have him on a waterfall or two. Heasley Angels, or well. he's, oh, Heasley sorry? or Tyler Wells. Uh Heasley for me. Okay, no, it makes sense. I like the matchups. Yeah, the matchups, but the matchups put easily above Wells. Nice. That is a good question, though, because they are we do have similar grades for those two. Uh, no two-star pitchers for the Angels, but then uh, the Dodgers. Tyler Anderson's going to return home to Colorado. 
So that's a tough break. He's kind of one of those few guys who leaves Colorado and, well, Dodgers have a lot to do with it, but he's a, you know, a lot of guys leave Colorado and they don't actually get better after they leave. Well, he's He's been a guy who's gotten a lot better this year. This is a discussion I've had with Jeff. The The problem with this discussion, there's just not that many guys to discuss that haven't yeah. gotten hurt. So, I mean, I've been rooting for John Gray to stay healthy just to give us another data point. And the fact he's pitching well helps. But, yeah, I mean, Ubaldo Jimenez, I mean, we start Mike Hampton. If you have to go back as far as Mike Hampton, there's just not that many pitchers that leave Colorado with enough of their career left to make this kind of a judgment. We're still we're still speculating. We can't point to data. Good point. Yeah, very good point. And uh, Anderson, part of his success is the new changeup grip he's got. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if he can keep this run going. At Colorado, though, you know, versus San Diego, as good as he's been, and I'm probably starting him here, even though the first one's at Colorado, but I'm a little scared, so I'm going to give him a three. I'm giving me two. I mean, I just can't, at Colorado, I just can't. I can't give. You know, it's just not. Colorado is just too good of a park. And this, and again, while their offense isn't that good, it's good enough to get the job done. What about Kershaw? I think I'm going to give him a three too. But um... I'm going to stay at three. But he's got a terrible history in in Coors Field. Mm. Although it's against again, it's against better teams. Pablo Lopez at St. Louis, at Washington. He was. He's kind of hurt recently, wasn't he? Um, I don't think. Well, I don't think so. Oh, I guess oh, he had a wrist, but he he didn't even miss a full turn in the rotation earlier okay, this month. Yeah. But um, yeah, it looks like he's back healthy. Went seven uh, earlier this week, so yeah, it looks like he's turned the page on that wrist issue at St. Louis at Washington. That's going to be a five for probably. Yeah, it's a five, and you know you were talking about injury. He's twenty innings shy of what he pitched last year when his shoulder started hurting. So I'm going to be watching him over the next few weeks. I'd you know, be a nice kind of mental hurdle to, you know, a clean next three starts. So he's, you know, he's kind of, you know, con- continuing on the road of, uh, of Aestem. By and the way, is, you just, meant, a word. Oh, I'm sorry. Aestem is a word. Oh yeah. I think it is. <laughs> uh, maybe not, but I, I wanted to just say, you mentioned John Gray just a minute ago. I, Really glad I held on to him throughout his second IL stint. I was so tempted to drop him when he hit the IL uh, a second time, but he yeah. has kind of turned it on, John Gray. So yep. hopefully more good days ahead for him. For the Milwaukee Brewers, Eric Lauer's been, you know, a little disappointing lately, but oh, yeah. uh, still had a, that great run early and still surface number still pretty good. At Tampa Bay, at Pitt, he's not a five, but I like those matchups. So I'm going to give Eric Lauer a four. I think this is a pretty good week for Lauer. I, hopefully it is a rebound week. It's a make good week because he's he's really struggled lately. I don't know about you mentioned surface. Uh, you mentioned uh, surface sets. I don't know if the skills have been better than the outcomes the past month. Let's call it. Uh, if that's the case, he'll probably stay a four for me. Otherwise, he may have dropped to a three. Um, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go four. I'm going to go the overall four. surface number is what I was right, right. To, but but yeah. yeah, he has he has struggled the past month. But a lot of times it's just you know one game where he got gave up, you know, got babbipped or gave up homers. Uh, but he ha- he's not quite as solid as he was early. And, I, you know, it's is, – is Woodruff coming back this weekend? I believe so. We do have him penciled in for Wednesday. So. Yeah, I think he might be coming. It, it would be tonight if he's pitching Wednesday, right? No, I don't – well, point is Woodruff's coming back. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that, that'll be big for his fantasy managers. Uh, Sonny Gray, Devin Smeltzer for Minnesota. That's uh, at Cleveland versus Baltimore. I'm going to give Sonny a four. I'm just not ready to put him in the five range yet. He doesn't deserve it. He deserves a four. And what about Smeltzer? He's pitched well. I think I'm going to give him a two, but. Uh, I'm going to give him a three. I'm, you know, I'm going to say that Cleveland is a grinding lineup that usually doesn't, you know, tattoo you. Um, Minnesota may disagree. I think there's a bit of a slugfest a couple nights ago. But, you know, I mean, Cleveland beat you five to four. So maybe you don't win the game, but I don't think it crushes you. And then, you know, let's get him at home against Baltimore. Jordan Montgomery's got a pretty nice two-step versus Oakland at Cleveland. Talked about Cleveland surging a little bit, but that's still, you know, at Cleveland's still pretty nice. So, yeah, he's not a five pitcher, but he's a four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Yankees offense got him off the hook. He had a rare poor start last time out. Um Left, I think, after six and it's, you know, w- without the lead, uh, losing, and the Yankees came back and won that game, which is just a broken record at this point. Um, yeah, we're going to go, eh, I'm going to go four, but it's probably on the high end of the fours. Yeah, that's a high end four, but I'm with you on a four. Now, I was kind of lamenting earlier this week that, you know, Paul Blackburn, I was having trouble timing him because I sat him last week against Boston. He had a nice one, then they, Started him this week in Seattle. He got blown up, but I, I still got to just be happy with what he's given me to date. So I'm still in the uh, green overall this season with Paul Blackburn, but uh, hoping not to give too much more back at the Yankees at Seattle. Probably going to go like it. Probably going to go three, but I'm holding my breath on that Yankees start. Yeah, I'm going to go two. two. Yeah, that is pretty scary. He's. Not as good as he was pitching earlier this year. But what about Frankie Montas? Didn't he uh didn't he have a no-no going pretty late the other day? Yeah, yeah. I saw just said in the box score anyway. But he's got the Yankees as well, and then at Seattle. It's at New York too, that first one. So I like him a little more than Blackburn, certainly. So I'm gonna give him a four, not a five for me. I like him a lot more than Blackburn. Um I still I I'm not going to call him matchup proof, but I am going to go five. I think it's yeah. a low end five. When are we starting hug watch for Montas? Is that on now? Yeah, probably should wait a couple be, weeks. Yeah, probably should be underway. Probably get the binoculars out. If you're yeah, at the game. Yeah, yeah, keep eyes on Montas. Yeah, I do like him quite a bit more than Blackburn too, skills wise. Um, so you know what? I'm going to lower Blackburn to to a two as well. So okay, three just felt wrong off the tongue. So. Uh, Zach Wheeler's been like a, a uh, NL Cy Young candidate, so uh, he's a five. Yeah, he had a little bit of a, a blip last time out, but absolutely, if you if you took if you bought the uh, if you bought the dip and got him in a late draft because he was going to start the season a little bit late, um, he may end up with thirty starts. And 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 considering you're going to lose a couple starts anyway, yeah, it's 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 been no big deal. So last time out, Texas got him for four runs and four uh four two well two earned in four and a third, but uh, he still struck out eight. It was just one of those days. He's a five. Yeah, I should say he's a five. Log in and change the grid here momentarily because uh, Jared Eikhoff DFA'd today. So uh, yeah, well, there's, uh, 10, 10 runs. There goes my – I was going to say, if you can explain why Jared Eikhoff has a job, <laughs> I'll try to explain Martin Perez to you. <laughs> well, nobody can explain – Martin Perez this year. I just, 
just a fluke but um let me just while we're at it so i don't like forget after the show let me go in and change that pirate starter for monday because will not be uh jared eikoff i'll tell you that much uh looks like now we have bryce wilson in there so uh, i'll change bryce wilson i'm still giving him a zero i'm not changing the grade but uh yeah, yeah like no, I, I, I right. I, yeah, I'm I'm not changing the I'm not yeah, Bryce Wilson's still a zero. Um at Washington, home against Milwaukee. I mean you don't hate the home against Milwaukee, but yeah, it's a zero. And Quintana, man, I just you know he's got one win. I don't want to start Jose Quintana. I'm giving him a zero even with <laughs> three sixty I don't want to st- I don't want to start him either, but um he may be worthy of a start. Uh, I don't know. Still only 61 strikeouts. No, I'm with you. are it, pretty brutal. He gets the it's, yeah, the, I don't know what the FIP and XFIP and Sierra is, but it's certainly higher than 3.6. So, I feel like, yeah. while the Brewers are kind of a weak offense right now, I feel like Hunter Renfro will take Quintana deep a couple it, times. You know, Willie Adamas, he's on a bit of a roll. Yeah, good to see Will, Willie healthy yeah. again. Yeah, Willie Adamas is, is, is spitting the ball out of the yard. Uh, no two-star pitchers for the – uh, San Diego Padres. So then for Seattle, George Kirby is going to be versus Baltimore versus Oakland. And I think Kirby, he had a few bumps early, but I think he's graduated to five. Honest to God, with these matchups, I'm going to give Kirby a five. I think, impressed. you know, I, yeah, a non spreadsheet kind of, you know, like guy, he, you know what? The heck with it. He's a five. I agree. And I watched him last time. Seemed to have come, and it was against, I think it was against Oakland, you know, but, you know, CAD composure, looked in control. Um, mm-hmm. I like what I saw. And, you know, I don't have, you know, Bernie Pleskoff's eyes, if you will, but I do think that I, I did like what I saw. Same. Yeah. Over his last five starts, Kirby's thrown 29 innings. He has a 2170 ERA, a 103 whip, and 27 strikeouts against just four walks. So, yeah, I've, that's the key to me. Early yeah, bumps yeah. in the road, but yeah, that's the key. I, I don't, I, I don't know what to. I mean, I know what to look for. I don't. Whatever. I mean, I like to see what pitchers, their mannerisms. They look fidgety. Is he taking time? Um, what happens when they make a bad play or gets a bad call? He didn't have a whole lot of opportunity to display that when you're not walking batters. Yeah, you know, he. But I just thought he showed composure and looked really, really good. Yeah. So I, you know. I don't know if just in a vacuum I'd have Kirby as a, you know, every week five, but with these matchups, he's a five. And same yeah, with no, Robbie I agree. Ray. I, oh, yeah, no, uh, I agree on both, both of those statements. Yeah, I agree yeah. on both of those statements, yeah. So Ray's a five for me. And then no two-star pitchers for San Francisco. But Adam Wainwright for St. Louis, he doesn't have his guy behind the plate anymore. Molina's got uh, some bad knees. But uh, Wainwright's versus Miami at Philly. A hard guy to figure out for me over the past few years, but uh, with these matchups, I'm going to give him a four. I'm going to give him a three. Yeah, I, don't, I think he's starting to lose. The skills are starting to. He's outpitched his skills, and it's starting to catch up a little bit. I'm going to go three. My numbers may show four, but I'm going to go three. Gotcha. Down as a three. I'm going four. The defense still pretty darn. Oh yeah. Good behind. Oh me. yeah. Shane Boz is going to be a five for me. I, Actually, let me just double check, see how far he went last time. Uh, so it was against the Yankees. He went four and two thirds, but went six to start before that. So yeah, I'm going to give Boz a five. I, I believe in his stuff that much. Now Kirby, I've seen enough of recently to go the five route on a rookie. 
I can't do that yet with Boz. Um, I'm going to go for, but he's someone I think, you know, absolutely love, you know, everybody talks with Clanahan. I mean, but in, we all know who Boz is, right? He's the other guy, right? He's the <laughs> other guy in that Chris Archer trade. Yes, with uh, what's a glass now? Yeah, and maybe he may turn out to be the the guy. Yeah, uh, if glass now glass now can't recover, Austin Meadows yeah, being so, the other. So he does get uh, the second one for Boz next week is at Toronto. So I kind of get I get where you're coming from. I got yeah, you down as a yeah, four, but I, right. you know, if you're if you stuck out that absence, I just can't imagine any scenario where I'd swap Boz. Oh, he's that. in the lineup. I just I'm a little you know I mean you know don't. Don't expect reserving that five for the top. Yeah, don't expect two seven inning, two run performances. That's all. Now Martin Perez gets at KC at the Mets. So good couple good venues <laughs> for him to is this guy like run into the luckiest season of all time? Um, you know what? I've I've softened my stance a tad. Okay. Um, he's benefiting from the from the from the ball. So when everything settles, and it doesn't, I mean, aggression doesn't punch a time clock, it, it may not. Uh, but when things settle, he's, he's going to give up fewer homers than he's given up in previous seasons. So the landing point is still kind of palatable. I just I think these guys, he's due some some hit regression and some home run regression. And I don't know that it's coming this week. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a full-blown skeptic here on Martin Perez. But at KC, at the Mets, I think i got to give him uh, – I was going to say four, but I'm going to go three, actually. I think I'm going to go four, uh-huh. and the mere fact that we're not just saying one oh, no. next or two or zero next, wow, that's uh, that's kind of wild. Yeah, hell of a turnaround and hell of a storybook season for. I, have, I mean, I, I kind of enjoy watching. I mean, you saw him with the Red Sox. I mean, nothing against him. He's not. You know, we're not rooting against him. He's kind of fun. The stories we hear, watching him talk to players, and the, you know, he looks like a, a fun guy. But I just, you know, I, I, it's not fun to to have him on your team previous to this season. Kevin Gaussman was pitching like a AL Cy Young candidate early in the season, but over his last five starts, Gaussman yeah. has a yeah. five four eight ERA. So kind of snuck up on us, right? Yeah, kind of really, you know, quietly. Yeah, and he gets Boston at home to start, then versus Tampa Bay. That Tampa Bay line is pretty depleted. Kevin Gaussman's better than he's looked lately, so. I can't give him a five. I was thinking about it, but uh, four until he shows me that he's back to being Kevin Gals. I'm go- I'm going five, and I don't know. Th- I don't have the calculation here, and it's not all bad luck. Okay, he's probably you know, but 35 hits in 23 innings. I'm sure there's been some BABIP in there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's. I actually saw that he was throwing like. I forget which pitch it was, but he was he kind of dialed back on the uh the splitter that oh, no. yeah, and I was like, is something no. wrong with him? No, because I think it was his last game, he was throwing the splitter a lot less, and that kind of set off a little bit of a yellow flag for me. But hopefully he's okay. We will uh wait and see on uh Gallusman. I got him as a four, but I got you as a five. What about Ross Stripling? He's been pretty surprising. With these matchups, I'm only gonna give him a two though. Um, yeah, one more quick note on Gossman. To be fair, his last start against the White Sox, seven Ks, two walks in six innings. So, um, anyway. If that was um, the start, he was dialing back the uh, – Yeah, it, it, it may just bad. be this against this team, et cetera. All right. Um, Stripling has been a little bit better than I kind of – you know. What, I mean, 
all right, we all love Stripling coming out of the out of, out of Dodgers. Then he didn't do so well with Toronto. And now, you know, we're kind of realizing and remembering why we kind of liked him based upon the job he's done. I'm going to mm-hmm. go three. And I know they're not the greatest of matchups. Um, but uh, I don't know. This team, I'm, I'm going to go three. I got you as a three. I hear you. I, um, you know, I picked him up for a pass two-step. And I was thinking about cutting him afterwards, and I didn't. I'm glad I didn't, but I'm still a little, you know, I'm not going to just be throwing them every week. So uh, let's recap these grades, and we'll, well get out of here have, on the Friday. Do I need to refresh, or do we have one more? Because if we do, oh yeah, Eric Fetty, I just put him down as a zero, though. Well, Are you going to give him anything? I'm going to look at those matchups uh, versus Pitt. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't like Eric Fetty's stuff. I, All right, I you have, you have a complete bias against Eric Fetty. Um, <laughs> you don't you don't like guys. Well, actually, have, man, he. He yeah. put up six scoreless his last time. Yeah, I, I, there's always been a little bit of strikeout upside that he never reaches, mm-hmm. but I'm always teased by it. I'm going to give him a one. And there are some – well, if I have him on a draft champions team, I'm probably starting him. I don't I see that. I, I, can see I that. guess it would depend upon my current staff if I were to go to pick him up. And I, the difference to me is – and. I know everybody doesn't play these formats, et cetera. Your draft champions rotation, your staff is probably being dinged with injuries, and which puts Fetty. We don't have the reserve, the waiver wire as our replacement. It's it's your 17 man reserve or 20, 27 man reserve, half of which are hurt. So in, in a draft in a draft and hold, Fetty's probably one of your better options. I don't know he's a better option when you can pick up a player from the waiver wire or the free agent pool. You talked me into a one. I, I got to give right. uh, Fetty. I've had a grudge against him for a while, probably because he burned me at some point. Uh, but he has pitched better than a zero, so I got <laughs> to be fair and give him an upgrade. He's better than a zero. I, I think so. Plus, he gets that uh, Eikhoff spot. <laughs> Again, Eikhoff DFA'd, but so he'll get, uh, what, Bryce Wilson on Monday. Could be in position for a win there against the Pirates. Well, let's yeah. recap these grades here. For the week of June 27th, 2022, Charlie Morton, five. Tyler Wells, I say one, Todd, two. Michael Walker, three. Keegan Thompson, three. Luis Castillo, three. Tristan McKenzie, three. Zach Plesak, two. Chad Cool, zero. Lucas Giolito, I say four, Todd, three. Luis Garcia of the Astros, five. Jonathan Heasley, two. Tyler Anderson, I say three, Todd, two. Clayton Kershaw, three. Pablo Lopez, five. Eric Lauer, four. Sonny Gray, four. Devin Smeltzer, I say two, Todd, three. Jordan Montgomery, four. Jamison Tyone, four. Paul Blackburn, two. Frankie Montas, I say four, Todd, five. Zach Wheeler, five. Bryce Wilson, zero. Jose Quintana, zero. George Kirby with those matchups is a five. Same with Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray's a five. Adam Wainwright's four. I say four, Todd, three. Shane Boz, I say five, Todd, four. Martin Perez, I say three, Todd, four. Kevin Gaussman, I say four, Todd, five. Ross Stripling, I say two, Todd, three. And then finally, Eric Fetty, we agreed. uh, You talked me into him being a one. Anything else on your mind today, Todd? I kind of got everything off my mind. If you didn't notice, I think we're good. Nice, man. <laughs> well, you guys on uh, MLB Network Radio tomorrow? You and Eric? We are on MLB Network Radio tomorrow. We're going to be talking a little about preempting 
um, potential trades and what some of the teams may do and some of the players that may emerge along with the news of the day. Um, so yeah, Eric Halterman and I will be on, I don't know the time they switch it around, but we are on MLB network radio tomorrow. Uh, I'm on with, um, I think it's, I think I'm on with not Jeff. I think I'm on with Alan uh, on Sunday for my last Sunday. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Nice. Definitely check out that MLB network radio show with Eric and Todd. I've, I've caught a few episodes and really enjoyed the dynamic. It's a very, very easy listen. So if you're looking for more fantasy baseball talk, check that out and hope you'll join us again uh, next Friday. We'll, we'll be here all, all season long. Hope you'll be with us here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.